Hey Viking fans, it's time to jump in the Wayback Machine and visit the best quarterback seasons in Viking history. Let's do it. Welcome to Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, Dave. You can follow me on Twitter at SkullWorld and at MN Sports Podcast. Also on Facebook, SkullWorld. Now, you can click subscribe below, leave a comment, and click like, and you'll join my contest. Now, let's get started with the Minnesota Vikings and who had the best quarterback seasons of all time. All right, Viking fans, we're going to talk about the top 10 Minnesota Viking quarterback seasons of all time. I took into considerations if a team of a quarterback had a good season, didn't hurt the team, but you know, statistically was pretty good. Maybe not elite, but hey, he took them to the playoffs, and I considered that. I also considered that, hey, we didn't make the playoffs, or we had a mediocre uh, record, but we still had out, we had amazing quarterback play. I considered all that. If I was just going to consider success, I would have Fran Tarkin on here five times. He took us to, you know, three Super Bowls and an NFC title game. I would have put Joe Cap in here. You know, just I would have did all those things, but I I, I want to be I want to be realistic that, hey, these were great seasons and they should be in our top 10. And I even kept a couple seasons out just because maybe the success of the team, maybe the stats were just, you know, a lot of maybe garbage time. So I kept that out, but. I'm going to go with these top 10 uh, seasons. I'm going to start off with 1995 was Warren Moon. Now, let me, let me go to that season. He was 8-8 now, so he didn't have a statistically great year. He had, threw for 4,228 yards. So record-wise, he didn't have a great year, but he threw for 4,228 yards, 33 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. Back in that day, 14 interceptions wasn't that big a deal, but 33 touchdowns was, and that is a great season. Minnesota Vikings were, back in the day, we were, you know, Warren Moon, Jim McMahon. We were, we're taking older quarterbacks and just filling the gaps. Jeff George, you know, we had him for like 1999. There's a, there's a lot of that. We went through a carousel of quarterbacks, and that's been the Vikings' history. So you can't really look at, except for maybe one quarterback in like Fran Tarkington, but we lost him for like six years to the Giants. So we we just don't have a a history of having a ten year straight quarterback, and uh, it showed. And that was Warren Moon. He filled in nicely. In fact, I don't think he even practiced with the team. There was words that he flew in on the weekend to play for the game. And he wasn't there to practice, much like Nolan Ryan did back in his days of playing baseball. Uh, but, uh, so let's move on. I'm going to go with the 2020 season. Kirk Cousins had a statistically superior season, even though the Vikings didn't have a winning record. Uh, I'm going to say I, I, it was the only, I almost kept it out of the top 10 because his first two games really struggled, but we didn't start Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, um, B.C. Johnson was our second receiver. But once we played, put Justin Jefferson in there and and we started coming back and making a run at the playoffs, 
there was a lot of MVB talk about Kirk Cousins that season. Just uh, put some weight behind it. Let me go to the 2020 season. And, you know, he, was, he ended up being 7-9. and nine. He had 35 touchdowns. That is the most touchdowns he had in his career out of thir- in 13 interceptions. So that and that's been the most interceptions I believe as a Viking quarterback. So if you look at it, that is the second most touchdowns in a season in Viking history by a quarterback. I could not keep that out. That's when I did that. I could not keep it out of the top ten. You know he's had a decent court, uh, touchdown to interception ratio. His yards are forty two hundred. That put it at. That put it at. Um, let me look. Yeah, that put it third all-time for the Vikings. He was third all-time in passing that year. He had the second-most touchdowns. I just couldn't keep it out. Yeah, I had to go with it. Top 10. It was a top 10 year for sure for the Vikings. So, 2021, I also put Kirk Cousins. Last year was a very good year. I think it was his best year overall. I think we would have been a pretty big contender if our defense could hold the ball I, I say it, and I'll say it loudly. We should have been 12-5 and five going into the playoffs that year. Instead, we missed it. We lose the Lions game. We don't make the playoffs. But if you go look at the 2021 20, season, you look here, they, they put in uh, receivers who throw the ball too because they got Justin Jefferson at quarterback. But uh, so Kirk Cousins, uh, 2021 season, he uh, he he uh, threw for he was eight and eight, uh, threw for forty four thousand two hundred twenty one yards. He had thirty three touchdowns and seven interceptions. So again, thirty three touchdowns puts him fourth all time for touchdown passes in a season. Now I consider the the time frame when he does a lot of quarterbacks are throwing thirty some uh, touchdowns, but. Not in Viking history. There's only been, um, you know, eight eight people that have thrown 30 touchdowns and Kirk Cousins done it three times. So I, I got to put the 2021 season, I consider it better than the 2020 just because we played much better as an offense. And the uh, only thing that held us back was our defense. And what 2021, I ranked as the eighth best, the eighth best season of a Viking quarterback. Now, I the seventh, I ranked Case Keenum. Case Keenum in 2017. If you go back and look at the 2017 season, it's not a top ten statistical season. Um, even if he played 16 games, it might have not been a top ten season either. But he went 11 and three, so in 14 games, and one of those. And I guess uh, it would have been 12-3 and three if you count the Bears game that he came in at halftime. But he gets, uh, he gets credit 11-3. and three. Uh, He threw for 3,500 yards, 3,547. He threw for 22 touchdowns and seven interceptions. I felt if he played that whole game and he played the entire season, he'd be pushing 30 touchdowns. Maybe not. He would have been close. Who knows? He might have had a couple more picks. But regardless, that was still would have been a great season. I put this over the Kirk Cousins seasons because it took it to, it took us to the playoffs. We had the number one defense in the league that year. That helps, but he took us to the playoffs. Um, 
I'm not, and I'm not even considering um, playoff stats or anything. This is just seasonal stats. I do consider playoffs the playoffs. He took us there. Um, he came in in a pinch, played outstanding. That that makes it the seventh best season of Viking history. So ten, nine, eight, seven, and number six. I am going with Kirk Cousins, 2019. That is my last Kirk Cousins seasons I put on the top ten. He does have a pretty good 2018 season, but I felt with the amount of picks and the garbage time and and all that from the 2018 season, how the offense was a mess, no running game, we we just forced the ball. So I think statistically that season was padded. I don't find it a very good season. I don't have fond memories of it except for like two games where he played his ass off. But I don't have the 2018 season on this list. I'll give it an honorable mention. But um, 2019, Kirk Cousins played well. We ran the ball a lot, so his uh, statistics were a little muted. So in if I go with 2019, Kirk Cousins was 10 and five. He would have been even better if we. He would have been 11 and five because if he played that Bears game, I was at that game. It was really close. We almost had the game in hand, but if Kirk Cousins was there, Sean Mannion didn't throw a TD, and I think he had two picks that season, that game. Our defense played its ass off, but Kirk Cousins would have made the difference in that game. I believe he would have went 11-5, and he would have padded his stats a little bit better. But 26 touchdowns and six interceptions, and he threw for 3,600 yards. I think there was a game in there. I believe he, uh, we, he only he got like 88 yards because we ran the ball the whole time against the Packers. So a lot of that season was muted by uh, Zimmer's run-first offense and wait for the defense. And Adam Thielen got hurt that season. Um, and he did come back for the playoffs. But he did take us to the playoffs. He did win that game and come back fashion against the Saints. Again, I figure he t- made us to the playoffs. It was a statistically superior season. There was a lot of good things about that season. I ranked it number six. Now that's the end of Kirk Cousins' top ten um, games. Uh, 2000, so number five is Dante Culpepper in 2000. So if you go to, let me scroll down to 2000. Now, let's see here. Dante Culpepper, he was 11-5. and five. Uh, He was early on in his career. He took us to the NFC title game that year. 3,937 yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven picks. Statistically, most probably efficiently, one of his is he's really had two really good seasons. This was one of them. It wasn't as good as one of his other seasons, but I thought this was good enough to be in our top 10. This is when Dante Culpepper, his first year starting, put himself on the map. You know, he was also a running threat. So 33 and seven plus the running threat. I put him at number five with this season. Now, number four. Fran Tarkington, 1975. This is the only season I have Fran Tarkington on. Um, I do consider the I, I did consider one other year for him, but I you know it only he only had 19 touchdown passes that year. I know it's a different time frame, but I'm talking about QBs, and I'm like having QB seasons. And there's one statistic, there's one season that stands out. It happens to be 1975. This is the year where the Hail Mary was coined. Yes, the Vikings were in the game where the first time Hail Mary was called 
on a NFL you know game, the headlines read Dallas wins Hail Mary by Hail Mary. And that was Roger Starbuck in the fourth quarter threw the ball down the field and and uh, Drew Pearson pushed off is it's the Drew Pearson push off and it was the arguably people arguably call it the best Vikings team in in the history of the Vikings 1975 season we lost the NFC title game that was it that was the team uh, most uh, most analysts would say was the best Vikings season best you know best defense best offense combination that we had going into a playoff we yeah, we lose the Dallas Cowboys uh on a on a Hail Mary and that's where the the Hail Mary came from yeah, look it up um now and it's funny uh just go look on YouTube look up uh Hail Mary there's a video about Drew Pearson he talks about the story but yeah that broke a lot of people's hearts 1975 Rand Tarkington. Let, let's talk about that season. So we got to scroll down a little bit. 1975. We got. He had uh, tw- just under 3,000 yards. I considered the time period 2,994. He threw for 25 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. And 25 touchdowns back then was. That's like throwing 40 today almost. 38, 40 today. So 25. And in interceptions, that's pretty low for the day, considering there are certain quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame that got more interceptions than they got touchdowns. Now, Fran Tarkington, that was his most outstanding year. He was 34 years old at the time, which you know holds well for Kirk Cousins since that's how old he is. He's going to be this year. So, uh, Fran Tarkington, 1974 or 1975. That was his. That was by far not by far, but that was his. That was his best year as a quarterback. Of the Vikings. That was arguably one of the best teams the Vikings ever had, if not the best. So, Fran Tarkin at number four. Randall Cunningham, nineteen ninety eight. It was tough not putting this number one. Um, I can't give a guy number one, I guess, because he didn't start the whole season. Uh in. And I put a lot of weight on the fact that it was just, you know, it was the best offense in the of all time, the best scoring offense of all time. But uh, yeah, Randall Cunningham in 1998. Let's go through the stats. Fred Johnson started out that season two and zero and was doing pretty good. You know, he had 747 yards in two games, uh, seven TDs, five interceptions. He was starting off pretty good. That was a little high in interceptions, but we started out two and zero. You know, season's not lost. Randall Cunningham comes in there. He kind of, you know, he signed as our backup. He wasn't expecting to play. He goes 13 and 1, and we go 15 and 1 that season. And we lose, you know, if we make a field goal, we probably win the game at the end of the end of the end of the end of the playoff run. He had 3,700 yards in 14 games. He had 34 touchdowns. And he only had ten picks, and this is where Randy Moss took off as a rookie, and all, and he changed the game. He threw he just he threw the ball and let Moss go get it, and that that was the strategy. And was in the poster read three deep, you know we had three great receivers that year, and Randall Cunningham was a big part of that, and he did have a, he ended up having a rough start in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, I think he even benched himself 
uh, and Jeff George took over. But but that 1998 season is a magical season. I consider that the best team we've ever had. I consider it the best team we ever had. At the best, you didn't have the best quarterback we ever had, but we had the best team we ever had. I think all around. But um, so Randall Cunningham that that brought on a lot of Minnesota Viking fans. Randy Moss, you know my co-host on Skull Live. That's he became a fan in '99. With Rain, uh, with uh, Randy Moss, he was just one year late because that was, 1998 season was a magical season. Now 2009, I'm ranking higher. Uh, I'm going with Brett Favre. Brett Favre season. Let's go to 2009, the Wayback Machine. 40 years old, amazing. 40 years old, 12 and four that season. He he won an ESPY. Uh, against San Francisco for that last minute. Uh, it wasn't even the Hail Mary. He was just open, crossing the field, back in the end zone. He dodged a tackle, got loose. Um, amazing play. Um, 4,202 4, yards. He had 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And he probably would have had a lot more because a couple of those games, he sat in the second half. So this is pure, unadulterated, amazing offense. Brett Favre probably could have had the best season of all time if he played the whole time. But, uh, yeah, that was an amazing season by Brett Favre. Sad it ended, him throwing a pick. We ended up tying, losing in overtime uh, after uh, Chad Greenway, BS, inter, um, BS pass interference call, gets him in field goal range, we lose the game. Next year they make it so both teams get to see the, get to see the ball. And uh, we didn't get the we didn't get the ball, you know, to go try to score a touchdown to win, like they do now. But the next year they changed that rule. Uh, I, I don't even want to think about it. It's, that one hurts so bad. That one hurts so bad. Considering we dominated like 500 yards to 200 yards against the Saints, I, and it was the turnovers that um, really messed with us. But we still had it. That was the most hard I've ever seen a Vikings team play with. It was amazing. And Brett Favre, he was. He, I don't know if he would have been able to play in the Super Bowl. He was hurt so bad after that game. But on to the best season of all time. Probably not the most notable, but it put him on the Madden cover. Uh, Dante Culpepper in 2004 had one of the best seasons of any quarterback in NFL history. He, and let, let's, let me pull up yards. Is number one in yards, number one in TDs, and it's... 2004, the Vikings only went 8-8 eight and eight that season, but it put them on the Madden cover. 4,717 yards. I mean, the next closest, let's look at it, was 4,298 by Kirk Cousins. And then, yeah, Kirk, and I'll talk about a little bit about this later, but um, Kirk Cousins on this list quite a bit. Uh, TD, 39 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, not to mention what he did on the, on the uh, on the ground, the only reason he didn't win the MVP that year is because of a guy named Peyton Manning. Like the last three or four games this season, just went off. And uh, let me look here. 2004, Peyton Manning threw for 4,500 yards, 4,557, and had 49 touchdowns. Like the last four games of the year, he like threw four touchdowns each game. It was crazy. Passes up Culpepper, wins MVP. 
that's the only reason Dante Culper, Culpepper did not win MVP is because um, at the time, Peyton Manning set an NFL touchdown record who, who was later beat, beaten by Tom Brady, but that was a year that uh, Peyton Manning did it. But Dante Culpepper had an amazing year that year. Uh, 69.2% completion percentage. Amazing. He had a quarterback rating of 110.9. ESPN hadn't come out with their QBR rating yet, but yards per game, 294.8. Yards per completion, 12.4. Amazing. Yards per attempt, 8.6. This, in uh, I've seen NFL Network did a thing on him once, and he was in, I think he's gradually being put down the list as more and more seasons go by, but he was one of the greatest seasons of NFL history. They did a, he was in their top 10 list a few years ago, but uh, Dante Kelpepper, amazing season. I have fond memories on him. He was on this list twice. Cousins was on it three times, and the rest of it is just one time. But And just to give you some ideas, um, people are calling me uh, Kirk Cousins' Stan. But I'm a realist here. If you go and look, most TDs, Kirk Cousins, number two, number five, number eight, number 10. Out of the top 10 seasons for touchdowns thrown, Kirk Cousins is four of them. The next person with the most seasons, everybody else is tied for one. Yep, everybody else is tied for Dante Culpepper has two. So he has 33 and 39. So Dante Culpepper has two of those 10, and Kirk Cousins has four of the 10. Now let's go to yardage. Dante Culpepper, number one. Kirk Cousins, number two. Number three, Warren Moon, four. Warren Moon, five. Kirk Cousins, six. So three of the top six seasons, Kirk Cousins in yardage. Brett Favre, seven. Dante Culpepper, eight. Uh, Tommy Kramer, nine. Sam Bradford, 10. Now, Kirk Cousins, uh, that 2019 season, the year he made the playoffs, um, that was his 13th. He was 13th on the list. So, four out of the top 13 seasons, Kirk Cousins. I mean, just, just, to, put, just to put it out there, Dante Culpepper was elite for two seasons. The rest of the seasons, he was pretty mediocre. Uh, he has a losing record. I still rank him higher than Kirk Cousins as a all-time Viking, but it may come sh- soon that Kirk Cousins passes him up. If he has a good year this year, makes a playoff, I'm probably ranking Kirk Cousins that have had a Culpepper. Uh, I'm I was big fond memories of Tommy Kramer, just threw a lot of picks, um, but again, a product of his time. Randall Cunningham had an elite season, but that was it. Warren Moon. I remember being better than he was, but he did throw a lot of picks except for the one season, and it was really good. Uh, I remember him taking us to the playoffs. I was at the last game of the season one year where he actually sat and Sean Salisbury played for him, and we beat the San Francisco 49ers. We both made the playoffs. That's it. That's it. Top 10 quarterback seasons. It was, it was fun to go back and remember these seasons. The ones that hurt the most, probably for older Viking fans, it was I was only two years old when it happened. It was 1975. That one hurt. I'm not even throwing in the Super Bowls because that one hurt. That was 
you know, we deserve to lose the four Super Bowls that we played in. That game, we should have won, and it should have took us to the Super Bowl. The 98 season uh, hurts for people my age um, or, you know, or even maybe younger. That that one hurt bad. And then 2009 was the most recent heartache. Uh, just that one was bad. 2017, we got blown out So in the NFC title games. And then the we also got blown out by the uh, in the two thousand um, yeah the two thousand season, so that's it for today. The Minnesota Vikings. This is Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host Dave. You can follow me on Twitter at Skull World and at M and Sports Podcast. Talk to you soon. Have a great day.